When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to another episode of the Podwans podcast. Today we'll be talking about the Disappeared Arc, Part 1 and 2. Roll the tape. Never would have made it as Obi-Wan's battle. But you might make it as mine. Today, we have two very special guests, two newcomers to my very special podcast called the Podwans Podcast that I started many moons ago to talk about the Clone Wars, my favorite show of all time. I'd like to first bring in our first guest, Lucas Egan. Hello. Hi, Luke. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for having me on your podcast, the Pod any, One Podcast. Any time, Luke. It's, it's, been a, it's been a long time. I know you have begged me and pleaded with me. <laughs> you have sent me fan mail uh, to be on this podcast. And honestly, yeah. I had a, a long list of people to get through before you. I really wanted to keep the ball rolling with quality guests. So yeah, we're, finally, we're finally yeah, at the we're moment. Finally, we're finally at the bottom bottom barrel. Guys. Yeah. I, well, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, we've, for, well, we're, we're not quite... The last. We're I not quite that. at the bottom because I would like to bring in our next guest, who I think really is at the bottom of the bottom uh, of people who I really didn't want on this podcast. But uh, after receiving, uh, let me check, twenty-seven thousand death threats, uh, <laughs> saying that if I'm not on the next episode of my Podwans podcast, uh, I, I finally had to let him on. So let's bring in uh, Harith Productions. What's up? Uh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for the death threats you had to receive for your creation of your podcast with the Pod Ones podcast. It's so okay. Had... It's okay. You're here against my will. Uh... I'm here against your will. But but yeah. So uh, Luke, let's start with you. Where can I find you on the internet? Because uh, you found me. Uh, where can I find you? Uh, you can you can find me at the Pod Ones Podcast. Ironically, weird. Why did you steal my weird? Name? Oh, you gonna sue me over it now? I might. Well, you're not. Gonna Hello, get Chris, our wars lawyer. You're not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get all. You're not gonna get any money for this. I hope you know that. So, very little. Uh, the Pod Ones Podcast on TikTok. Pod Ones Pod. The Pod Ones Pod on Instagram and. Uh, Pod Ones podcast on Twitter, um, and usually every Thursday nights when we're not getting hijacked by Chase. Hijacked. That's a funny well, word hijacked. for plagiarizing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Harry Styles, where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> you can find me at Hair Productions on TikTok. And here at Thursday, Pod Ones podcast. Luke, what what's going on? Like, did you steal someone else's idea and just slightly change it to? Pod one instead of Podawan podcast. What the hell's going on? I don't know. Damn, I, 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 to be honest, to like give people a little perspective, um, audio listeners. So when we had the sign up, when we sent out the sign up sheet, Chase put <laughs> <laughs> in bold Chase by himself, no pod ones. <laughs> so we just went with the joke and let him have this episode hosting it. This is like a, a like a many month running thing now. Oh yeah, of like it was it was posted well, it on wasn't... the sign up sheet for a while. Well, it wasn't because I was like, no one. Si- I think I had messaged you of like, yes, hey, 
uh, or you had messaged me one or the other of like, anytime you want to be on, just just let me know. And I was like, oh yeah, just whatever episode. You're like, oh, just put your name in the sign up sheet. And I was like, oh, and I saw like a couple with like only one guest or maybe two yeah. guests and like stuff mm-hmm. that I wanted to be on. And I was like, weird, the disappeared doesn't have any guests. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to talk about this amazing episode arc. Oh, and I was oh, like, yeah. you know what? If if it's you, I think you guys have been doing this for like six months at that point, and still no one had yeah. signed up. And yeah. I was like, nah, if no one's going to do it, I'm going to do it alone. The, no, uh, yeah. So that's kind of the running joke for any of the audio and people coming into the chat. Uh, also, uh, like, comment, subscribe if you're new to the channel. Thank you. Uh, Why are you like telling people like, comment, subscribe on Chase's account? This is weird. That's fine. More publicity for me. That's yeah. Great. I mean, hey, you know. Oh my uh, god! Um, but yeah, so tonight we're talking about the. And this is 100 correct. No one wants to talk about the sexiest Clone Wars arc <laughs> of all time. Literally, nothing gets me like a little uncomfortable. I have to like check, make sure no one else is watching while I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Asajj Ventress and uh, what's his name, dude, bro, who likes Sublime, the Jedi, Quinlan, uh, Quinlan. <laughs> Quinlan, no, not nearly as sexy Ooh, I don't as know. Jar Jar uh, Julia. No way. I Thank you, man. You can read that arc. There, it gets a little spicy. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> fish bird action is all I came to Star Wars for. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but yes, tonight we are talking about the disappeared arc, part one and part two. Uh, this is the arc where we have Mace Windu, Master Jedi Mace Windu, uh, going with the ambassador of Naboo, Jar Jar Binks, uh, to meet up with his old girlfriend, and an adventure ensues. Um, so let's let's let me ask you guys this: How do you think Julia and Jar Jar met? Because it's not really brought up to us how it happened. So let's let's get the head cannons going. Um. <laughs> Um, I mean, let's just be real here. <clears throat> Knowing Jar Jar, he probably like stumbled into like a situation where she's in the same room and she thought like, Ooh, he's kind of cute. You know, maybe I can make, maybe I can have my way with him or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just find it hilarious that Jar Jar, like this is the way that they, they decide to bring in sex into Star Wars is through Jar Jar Binks. Yes. It's just incredible. Harry Styles, how do you feel? What what do you what do you think? Well, obviously I gotta agree with this weirdo co-host that plagiarized your podcast and say they probably stumbled into each other on Naboo, similar to Qui-Gon, and was like, Oh, we we you so <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> So, so my headcanon goes a little bit deeper than this. All uh, right, here we go. <laughs> so, here we okay, go. So, Jar Jar and Julia, right? They have this previous relationship. This is a big part of it. It is the tongue. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about the tongue in episode two <laughs> uh, with a certain phallic object. Uh, but uh, no. So, Jar Jar and Julia met when they were younger. And I don't believe we ever see like young Gungans in Star Wars. You do, do in we? the uh, episode um, with Cad Bane stealing the baby young Gungan. 
Okay. Because and... my, my headcanon is more so that Jar Jar Binks, when he was younger, more looked like a muscular Squidward. Uh, <laughs> and, and Julia um, met up with him. I, I would say, yeah, on Naboo. Like, I think she's a well-traveled individual. You know, she's royalty. She probably goes uh, to different planets. And, you know, she sees Giga Chad uh, Binks. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, and then he, like, you know, they hit it off. And then the tongue. Uh, and no matter how he matured or how he ended up looking later in life, when she, it's like, it's like no matter what he looks like now, that tongue that tongue i could never give up uh so that's how i think they kind of figured it out welcome to pod ones at night uh with your host chase the smut smut ones podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh this is gonna be either so great or so terrible (laughs) But no, okay, let's let's jump into it. Let's jump into the episodes. Now, first, yeah. before we jump into this, um we gotta say I, RIP. We got one missing member. We do have uh my co-host, uh oh. Char Char J. You're really uh, going into this bit, aren't you? I mean you I invited you guys here. This is really rude. <laughs> if what if you wanna if you wanna do something of like this, you should start your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be pretty successful at it. Yeah, like I, let's not forget this. I invited you. Okay. <laughs> uh, but but Charlie, my my best friend in the whole world, uh, Charlie Johnson. Don't uh, you mean Charlie D'Amelio? Uh, <laughs> that's that's his wife. <laughs> I think that's legal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, he normally summarizes these episodes for me, but before we get into an episode summary, I'd like to point out that one of our uh, astute guests uh, just viewed this episode for the first time today. Harry Styles is a fake Star Wars fan. Ooh, uh, and I, I'm actually curious, before we get into like the questions that I have, I wrote uh, for my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, Harry, how did, okay. You you've skipped it over every single time. How did you feel about it now? I mean, it was not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be on the level of Bombad Jedi or Mon Cala, so it was it was actually pretty but, it was very uh, all right. So the fact that you put Mon Cala <clears throat> Oh, it's so boring. Mon Cala's bad. And it's I think it's worse because it's the start of a season. Mm-hmm. It, it's I how guess. season four kicks off. Like if it was in the middle, I'd be like, oh, this is an interesting thing, but this is like how you start off season four. No, I, I I think it's it's not not bad, not good actually. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I I when I first watched this episode arc, I was like, I enjoy this. This is fun. Um, I've never been a Jar Jar hater, but he's never been my favorite. But like mm-hmm. Jar Jar and Mace, I think is a great pairing. I watch it. I'm like, okay, I enjoy this. This is an arc I know people don't like. Uh, I see people not liking this arc. Like finding out people didn't like D Squad was like shocking to me. <laughs> <laughs> this one's not going to be as shocking to you. Well, like even in Rebels, like people like say like Iron Squadron's really bad, and I'm like, what? I like had a blast watching Iron Squadron. Uh, yeah, that's fair. You're a ship guy, which that's yeah. That well, there's no sh- there's no ships. Re- oh, no, there's actually a really cool ship in this one. The little little bug ships in this are really cool. Yes. Um, 
but yeah, no, I I like this arc, uh, but we'll get into that in a little bit later. Uh, I am going. I am not Gilbert Gottfried, uh, as Obi Sean <laughs> Kenobi uh, pointed out. Um, I can't even remember how the dude's voice sounds. Uh, this is this is my co-host Charlie's job. Um, yeah, yeah. But let's. You gonna at least try Tom Kane? Uh, Tom Kane, that's his name. Uh, yeah, I could. No, I'm not trying Tom. <laughs> uh, mystery on Bardada, an oasis of peace during the Clone Wars. The galaxy-wide conflict now threatens the ancient ways of the Bardadan people, with their spiritual leaders mysteriously vanishing. The foundations of its order in the system are near collapse. In desperation, the Queen of Bardada, Sexy Julia, has called upon the Republic Senate with a puzzling request to help save her people from certain doom. Oh, Great. man. That Sorry, I, I don't. I can't even remember what Tom Kane sounds like half the time, and then also yeah, I'm, it's, it's tough, I'm yeah. not doing Gilbert Gottfried. No, uh, I don't blame you. That's that's not happening. Um, but yeah, I I think there's a lot to really like in this episode. Um, I think there's lots of cool imagery. I think there's lots of cool force lore. Um, but the moral of this is: without darkness, there cannot be light. How okay? This to me reflects a lot of Star Wars in general. How do you guys feel about the moral, like the the subtitle of moral of the story on this episode? I mean, just look at the whole saga. Without darkness, there's 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 not light. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, if you want to talk about it from from the six movies that we got before, I mean, even with the the sequels, all nine movies, like literally, it's it, without evil, there is no reason to have uh, like the good side. You know what I mean? There always has to be a yin and yang in storytelling, you know, Um, without there's without like just like how Snoke says in The Last Jedi, when there's a power of the darkness, there's a light. There is light to meet it. Mm -hmm. So there's always that balance of light and dark. Yeah. What about you, Harry? (laughs) I mean... You, if you put your name there. That's, <laughs> I didn't put that there. I want that to be known. I did not put that there. Well, I mean, to steal my co-host's idea, literally took words out of my mouth, exactly word for word, bar for bar. Uh, I mean, like, it's like it's like the force in a nutshell. It's like this episode is just kind of like an allegory for like what's gonna happen in Revenge of the Sith. But like, oh, like, our people are disappearing. The darkness is coming, and like, like. Like everything's gonna like destroy us all, so it's like that morals already kind of established right there. Of like, oh, this is very similar to the Jedi versus the Sith, and like these, like Margaretas versus the these cultists. It's like it's already kind of establishing these themes right out of the gate. Yeah, no, I agree. I think even even like going outside of the forest, this is one of the one of the things I did like about this episode is why I like something like the Village Bride so much is like looking into the Force from the perspective of not a Jedi and not a Sith. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think even just from a storytelling perspective of like, without darkness, there cannot be light. Like, you don't have a story if there's nothing like bad to happen. Almost, you know, with no yeah. conflict, there's no story. So yeah, I think it's great. I but, mean, if you think about it, though, real quick, Chase, like thinking of just like the fiction genre in in in, in like, think of like Lord of the Rings. Think of like, there's always a dark force that has to be combated with the light. And you notice that a lot of the stories that are told, especially in like Lord of the Rings, like they don't talk about the peacetime because that's boring and there's right. nothing there. And and it's very, very true 
in Star Wars as well. Because, I mean, we are getting stories of in-between timelines, but there's not much conflict to really talk about Yeah, as much. I mean, like, even with, like, the High Republic, you know, you, you kind of, it's like, no, yeah. we don't have this Sith come back to Jedi, but we've introduced, like, the Nile, this new big bad that, you know, is is building itself up. But I think even, like, yeah, like, Lord of the Rings, you have, like, Sauron and, and all and, of Mordor yeah. as, as the darkness. But, like, even if you look at, like, just, like, regular basic books, like, there is an antagonist or, or presence. And it, yep. can, it can be, like, in some books, it's, like, a love interest. In some books, it's, you know, a, a employee figure and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it's it's so important to storytelling. But let's jump into it. Like we got a couple of questions, and I'll I'll pose these questions to you guys, and I'll chime in. Uh, keep it conversational. If this is your first podcast, uh, uh, if you need guidance, let me know. Uh, <laughs> laughter out of nervousness is is normal. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this episode definitely highlights the fact that there are many planets where you have the Jedi. How do you think Palpatine played these planets to his interest? Because we see a lot of stuff going on with this planet that is definitely a lot of dark side corruption. Yeah. Um, Harry, you go first. Well, I wouldn't... Uh, it's it's interesting because like, they come out of the gate saying like this is the only world of peace and like there's nothing really bad going on with them because they separated themselves from the Jedi until Mother Talzin and the dark side showed up and started taking their people as the prophecy once said. So Palpatine playing interest was more of kind of pushing... Coincidence, I would think. Yeah, I would say it's coincidental, but it's also not coincidental knowing Sidious. He's pushing the Jedi to get involved, kind of like pushing the hand of this prophecy to go into floration. Yeah, I couldn't agree, Alanis. You guys are, are killing it right now. I'm, I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Um, um yeah luke how, how do you feel about just like palpatine's master plan and how he did all this I, I to be honest you don't see a lot of planets straight up say we don't like the jedi like you don't see it a ton especially in the clone wars like there's a lot of people in the separatist uh part of the story that are just like we don't like what the Jedi stand for, but they don't just outright say we don't like the Jedi because they don't, they take our children or supposedly take their children. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so interesting to dive into that. Um, <laughs> I, 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 what? <laughs> oh, Chase, you have to, Chase, Chase, yeah. You, uh, I don't, I'm sorry. What, what do you want me to do? You, do you want me to talk about my sponsor far, far away? <laughs> yes, yes. I want you to talk about your sponsor far, far away factory. Uh, because, uh, Brooke and I are besties and I have my, uh, special limited edition. There are more of us from star Wars celebration, um, sticker. Uh, so please anyone, uh, if you want to support our good friend, Brooke, uh, and make sure that Mr. Dazzler is being fed, uh to buy all of the merch from brooke because if if mr dazzler dies we all die a little bit so you can find brooke uh at far far away factory on instagram and at their etsy shop and also more specifically just go to the website farfarawayfactory.com for all your star wars marvel everything needs t-shirts stickers everything nice nice 
Transition. Kidding. Yeah. Um, Why are you taking uh, control of Chase's podcast? Like, I'm not. Like, I'm not. This is kind I'm of weird. Can we, can we, I'm doing. Can we? Can we really give a shout out to Mr. Dazzler? Always Let's shout out to Mr. Dazzler. Like, shout out to Mr. Dazzler. The man. It, like we all thought he was a myth. Come to find out, he's not a, a myth. He's a legend. Like a straight up legend. And it's, it's I can't just, wait to I can't wait to see Mr. Dazzler again. I know it's gonna be so much fun. So so um, good. but yeah, but yeah. Um, I oh, I, I think... forgot to I was I was in my spiel and then yeah yeah Mrs. Do, Dazzler. Um, I I just find it interesting because we don't like I said we don't see that perspective of just straight up people hating the Jedi. Um, so obviously Palpatine's probably looking at that like, hmm. Interesting. A planet that doesn't like Jedi. I could definitely use that to my advantage. So uh, I, I thought that was really interesting. Now, we, like I said, we don't see a whole lot of other systems that just have this thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Early early on in the, in the series, I think it's like season one or two with like the little like raccoon people, uh, like the little village. Um, they're like they're like the super peaceful small critter people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like they are like we want out of the war. We don't want anything to do with this. But they're very much pushed into the side of the Republic. Um, Coming to Curiosity Stream, go on an adventure sixty-six million years in the making with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history. Did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on Curiosity Stream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. And then learn to love all that stuff. But it's not until next season, you're right, that we do see like the Martez family that is like, nah, yeah, the yeah. Jedi are not where it's at. Um, yeah. But I think more than anything, just the propaganda machine that is Palpatine and how effective it is. I, I could see this being very much throughout the, the galaxy. I, I think I always say like the, the propaganda machine that is Palpatine if, like goes into real life with a lot of people. Like, you know, Anakin did nothing wrong. You know, Anakin and Darth Vader. Oh are That's literally the God. Palpatine propaganda machine at work. Uh, oh it's crazy. my God. Um, um, that blasphemy that hit my fire for you page today. Oh, wild. The maturing. Wild. Yeah, it's. Tell me you didn't watch any of the films or watch any of the extra content. Without telling me you didn't watch, like, oh, yeah, just anything. just the movies. You, it's it's such an obvious, like we we go from the young aspirational child that has everything ahead of him to the greatest villain of all time. Like, wh- where where was the translation lost here? Like what? Like for so many people, that guy, whatever with the lightsaber, like maturing. I've got a lightsaber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, I just think, dude. Go I just, get a turn. I just think it's funny that 
I, I obviously he did that for clicks. Like, it's but, the, but, but the but the problem is, is that people actually think that. Oh yeah, and that's a scary part. And it's like, if you can't like, I love the character of Anakin Skywalker. Do I think everything that he did was correct? Absolutely fucking not. No, like, like there were I... there were signs where he could have turned the other way, but he chose not to. He did not have the right to kill all those people. He chose to kill all those people. Right. You know what? It's making a choice. Not not he had the right. He didn't have a right to do anything. Yeah. He I th- I think with Anakin and and not to detract from the glory of Mace Windu and Jar Jar. Yeah. Uh, but no, like there there are things in Anakin's story like from the movies to the books to the Clone Wars that I'm just like I don't like the direction it went. Um but I do like Anakin as a character. I think he's a very interesting character. I like the transition. I mean especially with Kenobi now. It makes yes. so much sense. Really work for me. Um but uh yeah, like that the story is great. The story is fantastic. It's it's the reason it's the reason Star Wars is so popular is because of the story of Anakin to Darth Vader. That's that's one of the reasons it's so popular. And his redemption. Um, yeah, well. it's it's a great story, but the idea that he's like almost infallible and like basically godlike to a lot of people. It's weird. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's very icky. I blame me. Dragon Ball Z for a lot of this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Koku. Why are you doing too many Kamehameha's? <laughs> you bastard. But, but yeah, anyway. again, not to not to distract from yeah, sorry. Our, our, our buddies, Mace and Jar Jar. Minister um, Mace and Representative Banks. Um, uh, how, and this is something that I really like like I brought up the village bride is like, how, how does the memorials uh, view of the force differ from the uh, Jedi's? And do you see any similarities between the two or even differences between the two? Uh, Luke, let's start with you. Harry. Harry, do you have something to say? Well, again, I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier about the village bride. I also know that in the legends and I think is it legends and legacy of Luke Skywalker, the like the short story books of like it shows uh how the the force is viewed from like more like an ocean and like this arc shows more of it like disappearing and more of like a tragedy and then I was about to say another series of books but I can't <laughs> spoilers. Oh are you talking I'll jump about over that blue, one. Th- you mean the blue boys? Yeah I'm talking about the blue boys. Oh, so I'll flip over boys. that one and act like it didn't happen. Then this arc of like again, it's very interesting to show like what it's like per- the force is perceived from other point of views. And again, I think it just builds this world and it makes it more interesting of just like, oh, here's the Jedi and Sith. Like, because the way that they bring in spoiler alert, Mother Talzin on later on as like like the kind of like, oh, I'm not like a traditional dark side user. I'm like a force magic user. And like, I think it just kind of rounds out this whole interesting angle of like other people's perspectives of the force. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. Luke, how do you, how do you feel? Let me know. Um, <laughs> let me know, Downey. Let how me you know. Do, how the you, how are you doing today, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think it's an interesting question, to be honest, because like Harith was saying, especially in the High Republic, uh, a lot of different cultures see the Force differently. Um, with the Bardadans, it's very much just like the Force is the Force. It's like they kind of think about it similarly to the Jedi, but it's like they they can't access it unless they're in a meditative state. 
Like, you know, you see Jar Jar and you see uh, Julia doing their, like, little swan dance before. It's like they're courting or whatever. It's the foreplay. And, yeah, it's the foreplay. It's the, it's the, it's, it's the foreplay before the, the, the real dirty business, though. Like, the sting. Yeah, anyway. Um, but, like, the way she describes, like, the way that the Bardotans are, are just disappearing and how similar it is to like Jedi making pro- prophecies about things. And then the Bardotans making prophecies about things. It's it just very, they're intertwined in a way. Um, but I think it's so funny how the Bardotans are like, no, screw you Jedi. Like instantly when, when, when Mace Windu shows up, he's like, we did not ask you for you Jedi. And it's like, and then, and then Jar Jar, he's like, okay, you're cool. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. On, I man. think there's I think there's really really good oh, uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you don't dance for three days before you get to business? <laughs> yeah, come on. You're That's obviously weird. doing something wrong. That's weird. You don't you don't kiss to meditate with each other to like be like, hey, I need to help you meditate. Uh but no, I not I with that noise. Of, I don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I, what are you, Harry? I'm watching about you. Uh, yeah, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, but, but yeah, I think there's a lot of parallels, even just like to real world stuff. Of like, if we kind of look at like just religions around the world and how they have animosity towards each other, even though they kind of all believe roughly the same thing, give or take. And it's like if we have a universe where the force is the all connecting thing. Uh, force play. <laughs> hey, you know who's good at force play? Avar, Chris, and Elzar, man. It's Stellan Geo. Don't forget Stellan. It's Stellan. Mm. <laughs> I haven't gotten there. I haven't gotten to the dirty part of Rising Storm yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that book's not doing it for me, Luke. I'm sorry. Is it really? Is it really, really not? Really not. It? I've I've tried. I've like. How I've many times it. have you picked it up? I, I haven't I, I haven't picked it up in a while. Um, I, I'd I give liked, it a chance. I liked Light of the Jedi. Um, okay. The op- the first half of Light of the Jedi is my favorite Star Wars writing, like by far. Uh, a lot of people find it slow in oh, in yeah that which book is starts off with a literal bang. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, the Hetzel incident. Like, I was like, this is amazing. This is so well written. Uh, love it. Uh, but. Uh, we'll have a high. Rep- I'll have a high republic episode soon. Uh, <laughs> I'll think about inviting you guys. Okay, sounds um, good. But yeah, no, I, I think, and again, this is my favorite thing to explore. It's definitely been explored in an expanded universe of like civilizations that are in tune with the Force, but not not Jedi, not Sith. And this is like another one. If it's just like the Bardotans are so set in how they think the Force works, uh, and how they connect with it, and how they interact with it, and to have that outside faction almost basically say no we are actually the force users we're the jedi and it's like no we have it all figured out you don't need to tell us what to do Uh, i totally get where they're coming from i don't think it's right on either end uh Mm -hmm. but it's it's got a lot of real world parallels so i do what do you what in legends what kind of what other civilizations are there i'm not a big legends person there's stuff in the darth bane trilogy that talks about it when he comes to a village that's like more or less disconnected there's stuff in some of the like a lot of the old republic stuff um where it's like things like disconnected more more so like just like civilizations that you know they don't have uh, light speed capabilities yet and stuff like that where hmm. they'll go and you, you they you know people the Sith lords interact with 
these cultures and it's very interesting to see um you even have like cultures that like you have like the revenkists which is weird it's the cultists around revan they're not jedi they're not sith they worship darth revan so kind of like the acolytes of the beyond and the aftermath religion. yeah very much like the or like the sith cultists of uh exegol yeah, right, right. Yes. yeah yeah so you get some of that in the old republic stuff so it's it's very interesting and it's always it's always piqued my interest of like who's out there that knows about the force uses the force but it's different i think even the night sisters are a really really awesome example very much yeah. in that like cloud of dark side energy but they're very different uh, yeah they use the force differently than than yeah. like the sith or the jedi do it's in like i think we discussed that in what arc was that Season three was it the Night Sister trilogy or was it? Yeah, I know it was when Grievous attacked. Oh, the massacre episode. Yeah, the oh. massacre episode. Um, because it's like they like their use of the force. Coming to Curiosity Stream, go on an adventure 66 million years in the making with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew to the mind blowing species still being unearthed. And the controversial discovery that could rewrite history. Did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on Curiosity Stream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. Is basically magic. Yeah, that was a great episode. I'm so glad you guys watched it. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thanks, for great episode. thanks for supporting the Pod Wants podcast. Uh, <laughs> But but the last question for this episode uh, is going to be, how do you think that Star Wars uh, marries the genres of fantasy, science fiction, westerns, and honestly other when we look into like samurai stuff like so seamlessly? Uh, do you think there's something that Star Wars does exceptionally well? Um, so I mean, are are you asking? Like if the if there was a genre specific that Star Wars does well, what do you what do you think Star Wars is best at? Like when when they are focusing on that type of storytelling or that like micro genre that they're trying to dive into, when do you think it's the best? I I would say honestly, fantasy and westerns. Um, I know everybody wants to put um, Star Wars in sci-fi, but when I think sci-fi, I honestly think like Battlestar Galactica or or Star Trek, or like some of these other franchises. You know, I would put Star Wars in the fantasy category. Oh yeah, for sure. Because of just like the way they use the Force, it's very much like magic. There's not much magic in Star Trek. There's not magic in like Terminator or anything like that. I would say that's like more sci-fi fiction. Um, but I mean, look at Book of Boba Fett. Classic Star Wars Western. Yep. Look at Han Solo. I would say that's a Western as well in some degree. Um, but I think, I think the one that, the, I think the genre that it, it does the most well is fantasy. Cause I mean, it's, it's a great way of world building. Um, and, and with sci-fi specifically, there's not a ton of world building. Mm-hmm. It's very on a smaller scale, you know? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Harry, how do you feel about it? Well, I, I would have to also agree with my my uh, co-host of our of our, non, of our non-existent podcast. podcast. Yeah, that one. That's that's cute. You guys talk a lot on your own. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I think Star Wars is at its best when it it takes elements of different genres and like tries to melt it into something new. That's what Night Star Wars nineteen seventy seven went, went out to achieve. And it's like, like you said, it's like fantasy with westerns mixed with like samurais mixed with like I'm trying. What the hell, my my thought just went out the brain. You <laughs> mean Kurosawa? Yeah, Kurosawa was like, like seven seven, seven samurai. samurai. With yeah. like the 1940s serials of like Lucas like watched as a, as a child. Flash John, or, yeah, uh, Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like how, how Flash Gordon like combined into that, and that's when Star Wars is at its best when it's just taking all these major elements and just throwing it into a pot and seeing what works. Again, like I would say, this arc would fall more into, I would say, like honestly, I would say Western mixed with. Fantasy, yeah, I would say Western and fantasy is this arc because I was I was gonna say samurai culture a little bit with like like the Bug Gardens and like how they view the force and like how they connect into it, but I would say westerns because of how this arc ends. It's, ve- it's very much like a western. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no, I I would agree, and I mean I would say fantasy more because it's like you learn about the the uh, Gottens, uh like culture. And learning how they use the force and all of that, um, it's it's just incredible to see um, what like how Star Wars is able to branch into different genres and just do so well. Yeah, I I, I agree because um, for me, like with the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, like that very leading into the Western vibe, mm-hmm. um, like the duel between Cad Bane and Boba Fett, like that was a moment for me, even like not being super attached to Cad Bane, but like at that point I had seen all of Clone Wars and I was like, this is an awesome scene. I really love that duel. Um, but there's a, the episode when we meet Cara Dune and the Mandalorian is like mm-hmm. straight out of Firefly, which is a really good like science fiction Western where they're still using like revolvers and stuff like that. Um, so I love that. And all the Western stuff is based off the samurai stuff anyways. Like the, the traditional gun duel is just the samurai duel um, yep. in its own style. So I think like even Vader and Obi-Wan on the Death Star, like that is oh, a very, very gun-finger so. duel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I just, mean, they, they replaced the, the revolver with a laser sword and it works so well. Um, but recently with, um, with Rogue One and I think coming up with Andor. Oh, yeah the war story like it's obviously star wars and we have these like scenes with big battles but we don't really get that like band of brothers like story until rogue one and i think andor is going to very much be a this is wartime this is it's thing it's going to hit very hard i think you're going to get some psychological stuff from people like what are 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 we the good guys even like what are we doing i would Uh, say even though like there's elements of that in Clone Wars. I think Rogue One just took the elements of Clone Wars and turned it up to 100. Yeah, because yeah. I think Umbara is a good warlike yeah. story. I um, I agree. A lot Siege of the Clone- Mando- Siege of Mandalore, very, like, especially because it's like you look from the Republic standpoint and they're like, well, should we be invading Mandalore? It's kind yeah. of an inner affair, but Maul's there. All right, fuck it, let's do it. And I, I think the clone stuff in general within the Clone Wars really hits on that. Yes, um, absolutely. I think the, the Clone Wars episode of Rebels as well, when Rex goes and then has to deal with the Separatists one last time, and 
definitely has that like yeah what the quote is like war leaves scars you can't see um yes and so i think them leaning into those stories uh has has been really interesting because it's like like i said we've had the battles that are like very fantastical and exciting but i think oh hi chewy Look at that. Oh my goodness. Well, Sorry, this is our this is our our uh mascot for our podcast. Like, that's a good mascot. I I, know, I appreciate right? it. I would love to recruit your mascot for my podcast, the podcast. Sorry, Chewy. Sorry, Chewy. You can only be part of one podcast. Right, <laughs> yeah, he's right. he's a part of the Pod All Wands podcast. It's very right. it's very different, you know. Very different. Very different. Not as good. Uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree with all those. And with that, uh, let's dive into part two. And part two, I think, is my more enjoyed episode. <laughs> Carter's my mascot. Oh, <laughs> uh, Cartoon D2. Gotta love him. I miss Cartoon D2. So do so I. Much. So do I. I'm glad I'm glad he is where he's at. I hope he comes back. Oh yeah. He <sighs> d- he pronounces it the pods once. Pod, pods once. That's pods a, that's another podcast. that's another podcast started by Brian. <laughs> it, it is a professional, but the dog was cute. Yeah. So it does if get it would have been like an ugly dog. If and... it was like a pug, like I would have kicked you out. Sorry. Uh but yeah, let's let's move on to the, the other half of this arc. It's just a two episode arc. And I do think this is I think both episodes are great. Um, but I do think the second episode is better. Um and the moral of this is wisdom is born in fools as well as wise men. I like this moral. I like this as a quote in general. Because mm-hmm. um, I think for me, it, I interpret it as like, no one is born wise uh, and no one is born smart. We all get there and it's a path. How do you feel about it, Harry? I mean, again, I think that's, I think that's, that perfectly sums up. Like, I think it's because like, if you're going to like, if we're going to like look at this from an analytical level, it's like, it seems like they're talking about Jar Jar Mace. Because again, wisdom is because Georgia ends up in the end. Spoiler alert: saving everyone. So that wisdom was embedded in him, and Mace thinking he's the wise man in this group, thinking he's going to come save the day. In reality, it's Charger. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Because like I think in this episode you see Charger definitely interfering and messing up, but at the same time he'll turn that right. I mean, he does this in the in the episode one of the movie as yeah. well where it's turning turning his clumsiness to his advantage and having the heart in the right place and doing the right thing and he eventually just grabs the big gun the gun arm and just like starts blowing everything away it's like yeah he helped uh luke how do you feel about the quote um i mean it heavily hints at the quote uh just because you have the ability to speak uh does not give you intelligence now get yeah. out of here and like that's something that fans I feel like have stuck with Jar Jar is that saying. And I don't like necessarily think that's fair to him because he does have a really he does have really good character traits. Now, is he very clumsy? Yes. Is he supposed to be for children? Absolutely. But a lot of the arcs that he is in in the Clone Wars give him more depth to his character. Yep. 
I agree. And I think that, and I th- and I think that's very, very important because people just like to use him as a scapegoat to why the prequel trilogy wasn't good, and that's not fair because a he really didn't do much after Episode One. Right. Like he didn't have any lines except for "squeeze me" in in Episode Three. Coming to Curiosity Stream, go on an adventure 66 million years in the making with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew, to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed, and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history, did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on Curiosity Stream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family, with more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. And he had that small little talk with uh, um, Anakin and Obi-Wan in the beginning of Attack of the Clones. Then he has the speech, and that's it. No, you also get the scene of... How would Senator Amidala do in yeah, this yeah, situation? Yeah, yeah, he looks over and he sees Masamita just literally goes, "Hey, hey Jar Jar, hey, your job, hey you, <laughs> hey you, Palpatine's gonna manipulate you into doing this, so be ready." Um, <laughs> but like, it's it's so sad to see how much he gets like shit on because he is he he just genuinely does he does the right thing. In the goodness of his heart, at the end of the day, Jar Jar Binks does what he believes is right. Right. And I, I, I and think, I, I think that's something that people heart. miss. Yeah. yeah. He's got a good heart. If you've seen Resistance, Niku is a lot like Jar Jar in a lot of ways. Yes. Uh, he and is. Niku, Niku is the person, he all he ever wants to do is the right thing. And he sometimes screws it up. And his character trait is he doesn't understand sarcasm. He doesn't really understand humor. Uh, so he's if you tell him to do something jokingly, he'll do it. And that sometimes screws up the plan, uh, but he'll always find a way to fix it. And I think Jar Jar is in the same way is that even if he screws up, he knows he screwed up and he does whatever he can to fix it. And we really see that a lot in this art because he does screw up a little bit, but he does his best to, to fix it. And let me pull up the plot summary. Uh, well, the- on that, on Niku, yeah. Uh, Chase. I'll always talk about Niku. I, I think, I, like, literally, I so I finish because Harry Styles and, and Charlie Johnson were, like, giving me a hard time for not finishing Resistance, so I watch Resistance in, like, two days. Because you're Just to be, be just, to, just so that these little, these people don't have anything above me, because that's just who I am. I'm, I'm that n- narcissist, you know? And guess what? Um, it worked. And, uh, like, when you said that about Niku, it's spot on. He's a, I would say he's more of a mixture between C three PO, and and Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, no, like the sure. sarcasm for sure, C three PO doesn't understand sarcasm at all. And I feel like that's like the biggest thing for Niku. Like you were saying, is that Kaz will say something jokingly, and he'll be like, "Okay, I will go do that now." Like, and oh, it's I like, I'm gonna go to no, first order. No, 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 don't do that. Don't hey, do first, that. Hi, First then, Order Stormtrooper. How you doing? No, and then, like, and then Jar Jar would be, like, or when uh, Anakin's uh, in episode one is, like, I need the, I need something. He goes down to pick it up, and he shocks himself. Yep. 
and then he has a, a numb face. It's just it's interesting to see how intertwined a lot of these characters and how much like the writers and the directors and the producers have learned from like these past characters. Yeah. Kind of picking and choosing what works for some characters and building on new characters with those character traits. Yep. No, I full heart. I'm glad you watched Resistance. How did you how did you like Resistance overall? Um storytelling was good. Uh could probably use a third season. Yes. It's yes! Not my, yes. It's, it's not my it's not my favorite. It's probably still last on my rankings mm-hmm. because there's a lot of good shows out there. And I didn't quite connect with with uh um with the story of resistance because I'm not like a spaceship oriented person. I feel like that's perfect for like chase or Kels or, 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 or Demolanta or it, it, I will say this. It's not last because I didn't like it. It's last because there's so many other good things. Right. We're, we're not starved for good Star Wars shows. No, Uh, it definitely hits the right thing. I think of all of the shows, it has the most heart. Um, I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, I think, I think the way that story is presented and the way it is told to you, it is, it seems like the people who made this really, really cared and wanted. like, there's so many small details, even with the ACE pilots, like all those ships are just like heavily modified versions of all the ships you've grown to love. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the characters, kind of like you said, the characters are, are representations and modifications of existing uh characters uh and kaz is just the sweetest most genuine person i love him to me it feels like a love letter to all of star wars in general like canon wise because you get references to like the battle of jakku like you said the ships are all modified different members of ships like there are so many deep cut references that you can find in that show i mean the the head honcho of the colossus was an imperial yeah like a high-ranking imperial, the, the Doza, like Doza, is great. The family is great. Like the the families involved in Resistance are all awesome. Um, uh, but yeah, and I we like- will and, 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 and we'll be covering it on our podcast, the pod, the Padawan pod, podcast. Pod, you I should, even, you should. I don't even know it, what the where the bit begins and ends anymore. What bit? What were you talking about, Liz? <laughs> Uh, anyways, let's let's steer our focus back. To, I mean, you guys are, have been great guests, but you're very distracting. Uh, if you need pointers on hosting a podcast, I okay, yeah. <laughs> really need to get definitely. this podcast back on track. Definitely. definitely yeah. uh, so let me go ahead and read the uh, the plot summary for this one. Uh, it starts with Lost, Queen Julia of the planet Bardata has been abducted. If Representative Jar Jar Binks and the Jedi Master Mace Windu cannot find the missing queen in three rotations, a sinister prophecy will be fulfilled. The bloodthirsty Frangal cult will take over the Bardatan government and its planetary system will be overwhelmed with chaos, death, and destruction. Dun, very, dun, ominous, uh... very ominous for this arc. Um, it's an arc that I think starts lighthearted. And goes into a very dark place very quickly. <laughs> but Chase, yeah. I, I think with this podcast, you should have a person that like is critiquing your summaries. I think that's a good idea. Died on a plane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <it's tragic. laughs> rest, in, rest in peace, Charlie D'Amelio. Charlie D'Amelio. All of her followers are going to be so sad. <laughs> oh God! All 30, million of her followers. Million of oh, man. Charlie's followers. Um. 
But yeah, oh, the, let's start agreed. with the question. Yeah, Mace Windu deserved to say motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree uh, too. I, yeah. I, th- I think the moment that uh, Jar Jar bumps into him and knocks his lightsaber out, he had the right to look back and go, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As like the two uh, giant beasts are like looming over him. Yeah. That's well, that's Mace's one. Or one. I was thinking when Jar Jar stumbles into the store like the stone giant that he's like looks at him like motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna ask like what where and like Where's the most appropriate in the Skywalker saga for a motherfucker? But I also oh. think it's a Mace Windu moment. Oh, um, I have one immediately, and I already have one immediately. That's a that's a good that's a good one. That that is a uh, honestly, there's two. If, if it no, there's three. There's three really good ones. Uh, all of them involve getting limbs cut off. Uh, so I think Mace Windu for sure because you have to have Samuel Jackson uh, say motherfucker, like lo- like he like he's like after he's done like ah uh, he just looks over and goes mother and then he shocks him and then he sends him out. Okay, that's where that's my that's very where... first one. Yeah, is, is that's Mace my Windu first one. When when he realized Anakin's turn, just look at Anakin motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number two is Snoke. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't thinking of that one. Getting that one worked too. In half. Uh, and I guess if up. I had an original trilogy one, it would be it would be Palpatine being lifted up by Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think about is the uh, oh my god, he's staring. He's really getting into my eyes, man. You're really reading into my soul. Hey, what? Ah! <laughs> and then just getting dropped in or uh, thrown in. Uh, I would say for original trilogy, ironically would be I am your father. <laughs> and Luke just jumping off says, Motherfucker <laughs> Um I thought you were gonna go with C three PO. I'm standing here in pieces, you motherfucker. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Oh that would have worked too. God damn. That would be hilarious to hear uh Anthony Daniels say mother motherfucker. <laughs> A good headcanon to have is that Chewie is only ever saying motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. When he's like banging, when he's, uh, I think it's an empire when he's, uh, um, when, when, when Han goes, uh, when Leia goes, no light speed. And he's like, Ugh. he's like, motherfucker, just work. And just, I, I think, uh, and in New Hope, when Luke's got the shackles going on, <laughs> he's like, this no motherfucker. Way, motherfucker. No way, motherfucker. Oh, oh. I was gonna oh. say, I have one more to add into the thought. I thought you were gonna go with the sequel trilogy. If you're gonna go for another Mace Windu one, it would be, it would be on the be with me, motherfucker. Throw lightning back in his face. No, no. Uh, child, face. child, you're doing this wrong. You gotta motherfucker it, and then oh, it'll work. God, thank you, thank you, Mace Windu. Uh, yeah, thank you, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. I, I honestly, I, I think I've got one. I think I've got one more that would fit. Um, chat. Uh, I, well, Chase, you should ask the chat to. Yeah, chat. Where's where's the best place to put motherfucker in Star Wars? The other Mace one is uh, when Palpatine says, "I am the Senate," and Mace goes, "Not yet, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> I think I think one that could be for Solo, L three. Yes, when they're when they're in the fighting when they're in the fighting pits, and she's like, "You don't have to do this," 
and then the guy comes up to her and she goes, eh, it would be you motherfucker. Just like pointing her finger. That'd be a perfect one as well. I think another good one would be K2SO is a good candidate uh, to throw in a few during Rogue One. Oh, yeah. 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 He's a, he's a, he's a sweary droid. Uh, but yeah, back back to our buddies. Uh, Mason Jar Jar. Uh, first question of this arc. Um, had another Jedi been sent instead of Mace, uh, what do you think the outcome would have been? Different or the same? Oh, Jesus. Like, first thing comes to mind, if you send either Anakin or Obi-Wan. I love how I was thinking Anakin, too. Like, like if you send Anakin or Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's, like, they're kind of thinking the same way Mace uh, as Mace, but they still have that. They, they, they have these memories and they have these experiences with Jar Jar, and they kind of are, like, the they've, I think that they would kind of take a step back and be like, hey, Let's let him do these things because he has really proven himself. Let's give him a chance. You know, I, I definitely see Anakin like going along with Jar Jar of it's just like, I am in uncharted territory. I want to let I, I, Jar Jar is not that bad. I know Jar Jar. He's yeah. got this. Obi-Wan would, I think, would have a similar reaction, um, but like would want to rein in Jar Jar more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean the other like I think Yoda would be great. Uh, oh, like Yoda Jesus. and Jar Jar. Uh, everything's a lesson. <laughs> yeah. um, I was gonna say with Anakin, I thought I thought you were gonna go the route of Anakin. Like even though he has a relationship with Jar Jar, he would just get so like impatient. He would just like like threaten him at one point. God damn it, Jar Jar! Get this over with. Stop making kissy face with Queen Julia. <laughs> we gotta find these people and get back. And Jar Jar just looks at Anakin like, "Aren't you the worst kept secret in the galaxy?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think, I think Mace is the perfect person, and that kind of, kind of goes into the next question: is why do you think the writers paired up Jar Jar and Mace? They are so different. They, they are, are absolutely so, so different. unbelievably different characters. Um, like, as far as our protagonists. Or, or our cloud of protagonists go within the Star Wars prequel trilogy and the Clone Wars. Mace is such a stoic, very. I want to hear something. <laughs> Eli, Eli, what is this word, motherfucker? Thrawn, I guess another one is when the Purgles show up. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, it's after. So he heard the word said in the Thrawn trilogy. And he turned to Eli and he's like, what is this motherfucker they speak of? And then Eli explains it and then he uses it in the correct connotation. Oh, that'd be funny as hell. It would be, Eli Vento, what does this motherfucker term mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The smartest stupid boy. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, But but yeah, like, uh, Plo Koon and Jar Jar would have been funny too. I feel like I feel like Plo Koon would uh, I he would want to go with his Plo's Bros, uh, so we would have it would be a very different arc. Uh, uh-uh. Yeah, uh, it'd be a very much more militaristic arc. I, I feel I, when every time I think about Plo Koon, it is very militaristic. Uh, yeah, he, he's all about his Plo's Bros. Um, but but no, like I, I I do think that Jar Jar and Mace are perfect for each other in this episode um, because we get again. Mace Windu is a stoic, 
I don't want to say by the books Jedi, um, but he's when I think of like a like what makes a Jedi, uh, there's like three people that really come to mind. Um, four: Mace Windu, yep. Yoda, Qui Gon Jinn, yeah. and Stellan Geos. Uh, to me, are like they are the Jedi. Not Obi Wan. No. Wow. I don't. I that's don't a hot. At, that's I kind of a hot take. No, because a lot no. of people. A lot of people. Well, I'm with Kate no, on this one. So a lot of people put Obi Wan as like the perfect Jedi. I would, which I would I disagree way with. Qui Gon over Obi. Yeah, I, I, I would see that. Yeah, I think that Obi Wan struggles, and I think the reason because i think there's always the discussion of like what if qui-gon would have trained anakin what if qui-gon mm-hmm. would have lived like we would have had a different story not that i'm saying it's obi-wan's fault uh hold on i'll put it there you go why'd you put that on screen <laughs> eli he just calls that man a cunt could you please <laughs> 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 well, you see, we're on uh, <laughs> on some backwater worlds. Uh, see you next Tuesday. <laughs> oh, it's a real, real mean turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I will have to look at a painting of this. See you next Tuesday. What we call uh, talking a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> No, it'd be Krennic. It'd be Krennic. Oh, yeah, Krennic, Krennic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Thompson, I need my uh, money. <laughs> anyway, um, no, uh, no, okay. Obi Wan, and I and I think Clone Wars does a really good job with this with um, Satine. Uh, look at the chat. I'm not gonna bring it up. Just look at the chat. I'm looking. <laughs> anyway. Eli, this man. Chris, 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 does blue no. skin make it okay? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> This is an audio production brought to you by Casey. Yeah, man, this podcast is fire. I am so proud of myself. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, anyways. anyways uh, Obi-Wan is a great Jedi. I don't look at him as the Jedi. Um, blue, <laughs> blue lives matter. <laughs> oh, oh my god. We're not, we're not taking that stance. Just the sense matters. The Pod All Wands podcast does not stand with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 your your new podcast will be about all about the Chiss Ascendancy, and you can call it Blue Lives Matter. Oh, Jesus. That's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. Anyway, back to I think the. It's not my podcast. Um. <laughs> uh, I think we've established the Jedi. I think it's. I think Mace and Jar Jar are a great pairing. Um, but kind of going into the last half of the episode, as we've been horribly derailed by the Star Wars lawyer, uh, Mace comments that magic is only illusion, forgetting that to many, the Force seems like an illusion. How are the ideas of magic and the Force both similar and different? 
how are they explored? And I have a lot to talk about on this one, but I'll let uh, Harry, you go first. Well, I, I brought this up earlier in the podcast of Mother Talisman pointing out that, like, I'm no Jedi, I'm no Sith. I use dark magic. And I feel like that ties in very well with, like, this, it's kind of like this dark side force ability, but it's not really the dark side of the force. It's kind of like this weird, uncharted, like, ugh, uncharted territory. Try saying that 20 million times faster. Shout out to Cloud City Conversations. How are you doing, my friend? Thank you for tuning into my podcast, the Pod Wants Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Harry, I, I, I agree. I think I think Mother Talzin and the Night Sisters are a good representation of this like nebulous thing that is the force, and we don't have to go into like a binary uh, structure into following it. Which, not to plug our own podcast but you should probably pay attention to when we cover son of dathomir because i think i find that interesting with this arc and context of why palpatine views mother talzin as a threat to his empire like he views her as like this person will destroy us all we gotta take her out mm-hmm. so sure. uh, it's I- also because he does is deathly afraid of strong women that's that's also true. Yeah, micro penis energy right there. Yeah, he's scared of Mir Mir and Ray and Mother Talzin and Padme. And the only Padme. person, could, the only person that could actually take down Palpatine was a strong woman. Uh, uh, very much like Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. I am no man. No man. Uh, that, that is a, oh, such I a good am thing. no man. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Luke, how how do you feel like the this very much again this nebulous version of the Force? You know. Mace says uh, magic is only illusion, but I think it's almost problematic in a way. Um, it is sort of uh, because there are a lot of cultures um, that look at the force and they're like, like I, I, I like even think about what what Han Solo says at the um... here in Key West. We were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. You just read it. Yeah, my, my chat button's not working. It's so strange on my podcast, but 
Yeah, there we go. It's working. Scared of strong women, just like Luke and Harris. I don't Two know. Ever don't, been? Said. I am dating a strong woman. What are you talking? I don't about? know. I don't know. Out of this, fear. I don't know who this Harris person is. I'm, I'm clearly Harry Styles. I don't critical boy band fame. I don't understand. I am dating a strong, independent woman. I don't get this. Why? Why? Why would I be scared of a strong woman? You're scared Come she's on. gonna beat you up. Never mind. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, it's it's just interesting, uh, because the, uh, I mean, look at Haja, for example. God, I love Haja. Damn it. <laughs> Why is Charlie D'Amelio scared of strong women? That would make oh. no sense. Did Lucas freeze? No. No. Okay. That was really good, though. That was good. I, I thought you were good. frozen. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the fear is always there. Char isn't here. Yes. <laughs> yes. That one's funny. He knew we were going to be talking about Julia, the strongest woman in Star Wars. Oh, man. Um. No, after, after I'm trying to get my thoughts out um it's like haja when he uses the force uh to manipulate people mm -hmm. um i mean that's like an illusion um a lot of people either manipulate the force or use the force in in different ways i think it's very very interesting to uh how mother talzin is able to like manipulate a whole group just by using her magic mm -hmm. it's insanity um but yeah i, I it, it's it's interesting it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's you know not not that it's like a knock against the the people of those planets, but you know in, in the original movie, you know Obi Obi Wan says uh, the Force has a lot of power over the weak minded. Yes. Um, and I think this really this episode really plays into stuff like the Village Bride of exploring these different cultures that do have a connection to the Force. Um, and Not like your favorite Arc Mortis. <laughs> yeah, so I was on, on, my, on my podcast, we skipped that arc because it was so bad and we didn't want to bore the audience. <laughs> uh, hey, Chase. What's up? Check your phone. Oh, God. No, no, you're going to need this for later. Uh, oh, I already got this. Thank oh, you. Oh, you did? I did, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks. Uh, I know how to operate a podcast, Luke. Yeah, I've yeah. Been doing hey, it for years. hey, I was just trying to help you out. I appreciate it, but like, stop trying to steal my podcast. <laughs> like, like I said, if you want to do it, you should start your own. <laughs> oh, it's not goodness. hard. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, I, this is again one of my favorite things, and I like. I don't mean this again against like anyone, like against Mace, but like I think this is like the when he says magic is only an illusion in reference to Mother Talzin, who is using the force just in a different way. I think we are starting to see the fall of the Jedi, the fall of the Republic, um, where he is so wrapped up into how he is correct, the Jedi are correct, the Republic is correct. Uh man, the chat is so right. I wish my chat button was working uh backseat hosting yeah luke what's up with that why why are you trying to take over chase's podcast i am my colleague and friend i am having like imposter syndrome you should literally you should 
I am having imposter syndrome. Absolutely, it's it's it's. Yeah, weird. if you want to, if you want to be on a podcast, Luke, go go talk to Cloud City Conversations. <laughs> glad to have you. Anyway, um, but no, I I think I think it's a I think there's a lot going on at the end of this arc. Um, I think I think this arc in general is fun. I don't think it's one of the strongest arcs. I think it is definitely an overhated and overlooked arc. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this chat <laughs> on fire tonight. Hey, if you're in the chat, can you at least like the stream for Chase? He needs to feed his cats, okay? He, my he cats needs, are doing just fine. He needs to feed his cats so he can get it on the recommendations page. Because Chase Mike, needs Mike, more subs. He needs yeah, to get Chase, to a thousand subs, subs so he can yeah. start his Patreon. Yeah, where he can start shooting out his. Uh... If you subscribe to my Patreon, I guarantee you, you will get feet pics. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of feet pics, Chase? Any kind you want. <laughs> if you go follow my friend Star Wars Theories uh, feed pics account, <laughs> you'll be in for a treat. Oh, good God! Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyways, that does. Do you guys have any other closing thoughts on this arc, on this episode, Harry? This is your first time watching it. Um, yes. yes, it is. Um, like I said earlier in the beginning of the podcast, I skipped it every single time. Now I probably won't because I thought it was going to be worse than it was. Mm-hmm. So again, I'll write that. Later, I'm not trying to backseat host your podcast like my boy right. over here. I, my streamyard is glitching out. We'll get to the rankings when we get to yeah. the rankings. Yeah, Luke. Uh, I have. Why, why I are you have... trying to backseat host Chase here? Get your own podcast. I don't know. I think he's hacking into podcast. my streamyard's account or something. <laughs> <laughs> kind of creepy. Uh, but but no, like. Uh, so let me let me ask you this: Have you now finally seen the Clone Wars in its entirety? Yes, I have. Okay, good. So I'm not the last person. Uh, I mean, I'm no longer a fake Clone Wars fan. You're no longer me. a fake Clone Wars fan. You now know how bad it is. Now you hey, now Chase. I understand why you didn't want me on your podcast. Chase, can you can you highlight Cloud City Conversations? Oh, <laughs> I I Please. I don't think you I don't think you want me on that conversation. Okay, that conversation would go ha- one sided. Is this happening? No. Oh no! I because would, because we are above the childish, childish. Uh, oh, I, I would I would bring him on a podcast. I would love to. And I and I'd be like, hey man, I found this Instagram account. Can you explain <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, it's again. I think it's not the best arc. Um, it's not D Squad. Um. And I think there's other arcs in there as well. I think the Yoda arc coming up that we will be talking about very mm-hmm. soon after we talk about uh, the Sifo Dias arc, also really good. Uh, <laughs> man, my chat. I'm so proud of my chat. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, I, think it's, I think it's good. Uh, but let me get into real quick. We have three interesting facts about this arc. Rest in peace, Charlie D'Amelio. May you Charlie D'Amelio died tragically in a plane crash and cannot read three interesting facts. We all know Charlie D'Amelio built her entire platform on three interesting facts <laughs> <laughs> on TikTok. Uh, I remember when she used to go, what's up, guys? Three interesting facts about 
The Clone Wars. What's up, guys? Three interesting facts you didn't know about a Clone Fact Wars. number one. Buy my drink at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> oh, I miss Charlie <laughs> so much. Uh, three interesting facts about the Disappeared Arc. Fact one. Adi Galia's absence at the beginning of Disappeared Part 1, where Chancellor Palpatine contacts the Jedi Council about the Bardotten people, you can see a vacant seat on the Jedi Council between Appa Rancis, the Sexiest Snake, and Sassy Tin. Um, this seat was only once held by Adi Gallia, the Jedi Master, who died in Season 5 from Savage Opress, so they did not replace Adi Gallia. Very interesting. Thanks, Charlie D'Amelio. Fact number two, a callback to Qui-Gon Jinn. Mace Window advising Jar Jar not to touch anything aboard the shuttle echoes Qui-Gon Jinn's ex- uh, same instructions to Binks when they entered Watto's shop in Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. He also touches like the Guardians and stuff a lot, which causes the, the domino effect of all the Guardians, and subsequently destroys all the Guardians uh, Mm -hmm. in a very similar way. Fact number three, Bardotten's inspiration. The planet Bardotti is named after the French actress Bridget Bardot. Uh, Bridget Bardot. I know how to read French, Charlie D'Amelio. Jeez. (laughs) Didn't need to put the pronunciation in there. I'm cultured. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, um, those were Charlie D'Amelio's absolutely breathtaking, juicy, life-changing, three interesting facts. Uh, rest in peace, Charlie D'Amelio. May you, may you be remembered. I'll drink your Dunkin' Donuts drink to remember you. I'm sure your your sister Dixie will, I don't know, start a Star Trek thing. <laughs> <laughs> and get half as famous. Uh, but yeah, let us let me bring up the rankings here for the episode. I'm very curious. Um Luke, where would you put this episode or this arc? Um, Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight it used to be it used to be low, lower. Yeah. Um, it, it's not one that I will watch every single time, but it, it gave me a great perspective on Jar Jar that I didn't know that I needed, and I think that's the most important part. Okay, that's fair, Harry. I will. I will go the same as Luke. I was. I was as I was watching it. I was like, you know, this is all right. This is this is a Jedi Knight arc. It's middle of the pack, not its worst, but mm-hmm. still Moncala. I will fight you on that, Luke. I wouldn't say Moncala is the worst, um, but it's definitely it's definitely Padawan. Uh, and yes, I think a lot of people are Grandmaster. I am going to go with the chat Grandmaster on this arc. I think we get a lot of stuff. And I'll say this, and I'll pose this as a question to you two, uh, as like the final <laughs> question. With stuff like Kenobi coming out, we're getting a lot of extra context to a lot of stuff. Um, as we're getting more, do you see stuff like this, even with something like the Disappeared Arc? Are you seeing stuff that you've now seen later on that when you go back to this, it makes this episode better? And if you have any examples, let me know. Uh, specifically, all of Kenobi making A New Hope that much more emotional damage. Yes, watching in particular after Kenobi is awful. Oh uh, my god, it is <sighs> wrenching, wrenching. Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Is like the whole speech is heartbreaking. Uh, the whole message is absolutely heartbreaking. Um, I know I brought it up a lot in this in this episode, but stuff like watching the Village Bride, um. And then watching the disappeared arc made this arc a lot more interesting to me. Also, Jedi Fallen Order 
makes this arc way more interesting. Um, with yeah, this because of here. the yeah, because of uh, um, I can't remember the master that. Uh, oh, I oh, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like the Evo Kandaria. No, the Evo Kandaria. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And well, I can't remember the Jedi's the Jedi Master who had BD before Cal did. Oh, What's his name. He's the one on Bagano. I can't remember his name either. Yeah, I can't think of it either. Um, but yeah, I would just say that it. Uh, yeah, Eno Eno Cordova. Eno Cordova. Yep. Yep. Eno Cordova. Um, and seeing like Jedi just aren't all warriors. Some of them are. Oh, yep. stop it. And and Chris brings up. You know, he brought up uh, Terran Malikos. Yeah. Um, I think Terra Malikos is, you know, very much the opposite of Mace Windu in this arc. And then you again, I think having that is a huge, huge change of pace and, and like seeing how the Night Sisters are perceived and what has happened to them and what's happened to Mother Talzin. I think it changes this up, this arc a lot. Uh, Maybe if Terran Malikos had Jar Jar Binks with him during Order 66 and during Dathomir, maybe he wouldn't have fallen. Maybe. I think you're right. No, that dude's just that. As Thrawn would say, he's a cunt. Uh, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, all right, uh, uh, all right, all right. That last c word. That, all right, that's a good place to end. All right. Uh, why are you ending taking, my podcast? I am now taking back over of the podcast. Wait, what Chase, are you taking back over? Chase, Chase has always been the owner here. Chase. Chase, thank you for going with this bit. And what, what bit? bit are you talking about, Luke? Hosting. Like, all right, all right, you guys can stop now. Um, but Chase, uh, thanks for playing along. Uh, thanks for I'm doing. I'm very this. confused as what's going on. Right now. <laughs> oh I don't even God. know anymore. What's going on? Um, uh, but Chase. Um, yes. Where can the good people follow you? You can follow me at Forward Into the Black on TikTok on uh basically tiktok i have a twitch and instagram and a twitter that i never use uh you can also find me on rogue council with xanatos1138 or david and i also have this amazing podcast here uh podwans podcast every thursday <laughs> at 8 30 eastern time because that's the only time zone that matters <laughs> anyone else can go eat a fart uh, <laughs> all right <I'm> in- oh. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Luke, where can we find you oh, on the shut internet? Up, shut up. <laughs> um, uh, real quick, so some housekeeping. Uh, from our watch along on Stream Lounge, we are still doing that. Uh, if you guys want to go check us out, uh, go download the Stream Lounge app. On uh, it's only on desktop, so uh, you can only do it on your laptop or on your desktop. Go download that. Come join us for part two of Obi-Wan Kenobi Rewatch. Tomorrow, 7.30. Uh, we'll go 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Who cares about Central? Because I'm the only bozo who lives in it. Um, but uh, you guys definitely don't want to miss this episode. The Dyad in the Force, Element 7, and Darth Chaco will be... Oh, my God. This chat is great. This chat's this wild. This chat is amazing. I, everyone wants the real just, host of the Podwans. I'm, I'm just curious, like, if you, 
because again, I'm always wondering what it's like to be like the audio listeners on Spotify. Oh, what the hell is going on in your head right now? This is going to be for all my faithful Audible audio Spotify (laughs) listeners. uh, The chat is letting everyone know how amazing I am, and they very much hate Luke and Harry Styles. Uh, Anyway. Anyways, uh, we will be having Element 7 and Darth Chaco on, and we will be giving away some pretty awesome merch from Crimson Axe Outpost, uh, Grand Admiral B. She, oh, she will not be on. Uh, unfortunately, she is she is under the weather. So stepping in her place is Mara.J.Skywalker, or Beth, our, uh, our, um, our favorite Obi-Wan stan. So that'll be fun. Come check us out tomorrow night on Stream Lounge. Um, other housekeeping. Uh, we just released non-Star Wars content for the first time. Uh, I did a reaction to the House of Dragon trailer. Uh, if you would be as kind as to go interact with that video. Is that Game of Thrones? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, uh, we are actually going to do reactions to all the episodes of both House of Dragon and Rings of Power. I don't know if we will upload all of them, uh, but we'll see. But we're going to be branching out into other, uh, other, uh, franchises and what a better, (laughs) why not, why not now while there's like 18 different franchises going on, releasing episodes at the same goddamn time. My sleep schedule is non-existent, people. Oh, it's not going to be non-existent until Bad Batch comes out. That's when your sleep schedule is just going to die. It's going to—it's just going to go off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. I—I I will be dying. You know. Are you doing the the 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. wherever you are for Andor? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will probably be doing that as well. On my podcast, the Podwalk podcast. Oh, when are you, when were you? August thirty first, baby. Oh, are, are you signed up? Do you want to be signed up on ours? Which is the I don't need to sign up one? on my podcast, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So it's uh, gonna be fun. Uh, so those that's a little bit of what we are gonna be doing here for the fall slate. Um, be out, be on the lookout for some of our other content and other franchises. Uh, Harith. Who's this Harith production? Oh, Harry, Harry Styles. Styles. Sorry. Yeah. Harry Styles. Uh, you can find me at my boy band concert. When's One Direction <laughs> coming back? <laughs> I don't know about that one. When One Direction coming. You could find our editor for all our music videos at Harith Productions. <laughs> <laughs> and he does this like weird podcast called The Potawans Podcast. It sounds very similar to the one chase is hosting on i was very confused when i got invited on i was like wait this sounds like the person that my editor is hiring for this is odd but yes you can find me on my concerts all right beautiful absolutely beautiful you guys are both beautiful thank you so much for joining me on the pod wants podcast you will probably not be getting another invite this has been a train wreck (laughs) and a half (laughs) um i don't even know if i can upload this to spotify uh this is this is well lucky for you you. you, lucky for you you won't have to because that'll be my job (laughs) um uh you can find charlie charlie d'amelio 
at Char Char J. Who's Char Char J? Um, I thought it's just Charlie it's, D'Amelio it's everywhere. The secret, on it's the secret personal account. It's the, it's the, it's oh, the secret it's personal it. account. I'm ah, giving geez. I'm giving out his, you know, um, on is. TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can find Alanis at Nada Kyber on all social media platforms because there you go. Uh, because she's awesome. And she's our ghostwriter. And this if is true. We didn't, and if we didn't have her, let's be honest, the show would still be shitty. What show? Why? 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 Are you God damn it! Would you just let, I let you and invited why, you on? Why? Why don't you guys just fucking let it die now? All right. Well, I'm very confused. Uh, you're being a, you're right. being a very ungrateful guest right now. Oh my god! Damn, you this thought bit, I was gonna be the harder one with the twenty-seven thousand death threats. I this, bit, I, you this, know. this bit needs to die. <laughs> Like all things should. <laughs> um, uh, but that's gonna be it for light and for life. Case it's your it's your kid. Live long and prosper. Oh Jesus! Oh my God! And may the, the Vulcan lives live with you. Vulcan oh lives God. matter. Oh my! Always. Goodbye. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio.